Hey guys, it's Natasha. So we're sliding right into part two of this week's Hot Topics. If you missed part one, stop right now, go back to listen to part one, and then come back and holla at us. All right, let's go. Speaking of white people getting away with doing white people shit. White people shit. Let's talk about the white right-wing conservatives that are doing all these protests. Um, like at the at the Michigan Capitol and other places with no mask, no gloves, no nothing, but their guns are fully in tow. And they are walking up to the state capitals and banging on doors and trying to block yeah. state um state congressmen and the governor and people like that from even getting into their meetings and stuff about what the hell is going on right now and because they're very much wanting to go back to work they want america back open again so all i know is one it's usually right-wing organizations it's usually very like riding the line of supremacist Mm -hmm. type organizations trying to um demand and and have a stage a coup to get the their officials to stop this shutdown and this lockdown and to open the country back up so i guess my thing is they doing all this with guns and stuff nobody's supposed to be armed in these places a lot of these places are in states that you're not even allowed to have guns so i'm very confused um had this been even one black person doing this at one state capital they would have been either shot and killed or jailed immediately. Mm-hmm. And if it was a group of them, same thing would have happened. This isn't just a group. We posted pictures of this on our Instagram. This was like a, a flood, like a sea of people. And I think I'm just confused on how it's allowed. And, and, and with visible guns. I could see the guns were hitting, but the guns were visible. visible like, 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 toting. Like, on shoulders. Like they're trying to, you know, I got my gun. Like nobody, but nobody asked you to bring a gun. Like literally, these are congressmen going to work. Why are you trying to shoot them? Like, why are you coming? They don't carry guns. Why are you carrying a gun? What is a gun going to do? I think Dave Dave said it best. Dave Chappelle said it best. In order for us to change gun laws, every black person needs to go out and register for a gun. And when we register for the guns and they see that all of us black people and African-Americans are actually getting these guns and registered for it, then they're going to change it because change only comes when we want to act as if we want to get the same thing they're getting. And that's when they start changing. Oh, oh, oh no, you can't do that. You, you can't do that. I mean, I mean, even for, I saw the news last week that a law is changing now and that they're not going to allow people who have been affected by COVID-19 to join the armed forces. That you, that's a law that they're trying to enact right now. That if you were affected by COVID-19, something that you had no, like, no control over, you can't serve. Also, ain't nobody gonna be served because most of us are going to get it just because it's a viral infection. That's like saying if you've ever had the flu, don't, you can't serve. Like that's just dumb. But. Yeah. Black people did try this. The Black Panthers tried this in California in the 60s. 
and staged a sit-in with guns when guns were legal in California. And the reason why there is no longer basically gun, the allowance of guns in California is because the Black Panthers showed up and staged sit-outs and sit-ins with their guns. So that's when, um, I think they said, I think they said Reagan had something to do with this because it was at the time, I don't know. I don't know, but it was basically whoever was in charge at that time, both federally and statewide, um, they joined forces to crack down on guns in California because the Black Panthers were walking around like, and what? Got my gun here. And they were actually, yeah, and they were actually protesting actual things like civil, yeah. for civil rights, not to go to work during a pandemic and infect everybody else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've tried it and they all got arrested and they got stomped on. They got treated like absolute dogs. But the white people that are just coming out looking like Hickville, USA, taking over all these doggone capitals, people, the congressmen are actually running from them. And like, oh, well, we don't want to disturb people. We don't want to cause any more of a scene. So we're just going to, you know, not go to work today. Like, like even I've seen photos of people yelling in police faces without masks. And they ain't doing nothing. They ain't doing nothing. And I'm if like, you how even, is this okay? Right. If you even breathe heavy, we all remember the Ferguson protests. We all remember, you know, uh, all the protests where people, some people got killed at some of these protests by cops because they were literally just standing there and protesting peacefully. And cops couldn't take it. And they literally like killed them or tear gassed them. But these cops, in this case, are just standing there looking. I'm, I'm over it. White people are gonna stay getting away with white people shit, and it is what it is. White people shit. And I wish that more white people would stand up and talk about that. Did you see that um, Omari Hardwick's wife? Did you see her Instagram live or her IGTV post? I was actually shocked. She is a white woman, and she posted a whole entire video that was like three minutes long about <laughs> I don't know she, I didn't I, I thought she identified as as an African-American woman as a light-skinned African-American woman she's not um Rachel Rachel Dolezal she's a white woman okay so what's the difference between Amori's wife and Terry Cruz's wife Terry Cruz's wife is a black woman she's just light-skinned she's black no, Amari Harwick's wife is white. And so she did a video talking about that. She said, I want to do this video for my fellow white people and my white family members, my white friends, and all my fellow white people. Um, y'all need to pull up. Like, y'all need to speak up. And if you're saying that you're just going to go running for Ahmad, who we'll get to in a minute, mm -hmm. um, if you're going to go running for him to make yourself feel better, then you're not helping the situation. So I really do wish that white people would, she said that basically you need to make yourself feel uncomfortable. Like you need to live in this uncomfort and do something about it. Like protest laws and, and, and campaign for people that are trying to get rid of the people that are upholding racist laws. Um, like do something and speak up, use your voice as a white person, because it's not that black voices and brown voices are not being heard or not being done not being amplified or said, is that there, we are speaking and screaming what we want, 
but we do it so much that it's no longer heard and that it's kind of that people just become deaf to it. So, and they're used to hearing us go off about stuff. But if you're a white person, they're not used to you going off about stuff. So maybe you need to go off. It's your people anyway. <laughs> go off. Please go off. So that's what Mrs. J, J uh, Hardwick said on her Instagram, and I definitely appreciate it. Um, that brings me to two really hard cases that happened this week. Um, the Ahmad Arbery case first. And um, I feel like Georgia is catching up with Florida in the whole states that we need to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah, South Carolina's going to be next, I believe. Then it's just going to go up that, 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 that East Coast flow. Yeah. I'm over it. I'm over Georgia. I'm over all the foolishness. The governor already tried to reopen everything like two weeks ago mm-hmm. um, when their numbers were going sky high with COVID um, cases. And he basically said, yeah, it's because we need the money. Like we need to have um, an economy back. And I get it. I think everyone gets that. But there's a way to do it, and this wasn't it. So, of course, he only opened up or only allowed to be open things that Black folk love to go to. So the barbershops, the nail salons, the hair salons, the mall. And I don't see, they didn't even open up golf courses until like a week after that. Like, y'all wasn't opening up nothing else but to where Tyrone and and them like to go. Yeah, like someone said in a tweet that they're opening up these cities and these states and um, they're already expecting a great number of more people to die. And if you know that our numbers, the numbers of African-Americans are extremely high and that's where those numbers are going to come from, that's that's expected to die. So, yeah, yeah, it's disappointing. It's it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of Black people... I don't know if they just didn't see it or didn't care, but we're standing in line for Jordans at that weekend. And I just, ain't nobody have on nobody's mask. Mm-hmm. Nobody was social distancing. I thought they sold them online. I don't understand what's happening. I don't even know why Jordan is even giving into that. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's bad. It's, it's, it's a moment of understanding where people are and, and where their minds are right now. And, and what brings them happiness or even even a moment of feeling at peace. And yeah. that's what we understand that so many of us are in different places and I pray for those people that are in different places of not having peace, of just being still. Well, we were talking about how people, because I was like, why would anybody want to leave their home? Like, why, why are you itching? I understand that, like, it gets, it can get frustrated. I, mm-hmm. I live it, like, I don't ever leave anyway. Um, unless I have to for something work. So it. so it doesn't bother me staying in the house. I don't even notice it. I work nonstop, so it doesn't matter. But I get how it can become an issue. What I don't get is why people are willing to die over it. And I think what, what we've always talked about is everybody don't like their house. That's one. With no furniture. People ain't got no furniture. And... People are in a lot of people, and this is talked about a lot in New York City and Manhattan. A lot of people live in like clusters, like they live in um, multifamily units and meaning inside the same unit. So 
it'll be like a two a two flat or something like that and it's like 10 people on each floor and i do know that that gets that can become a lot you know and there's a lot of domestic violence issues there's there's a lot and people just are trying to escape um they either don't like their home because they ain't got nothing in it or they don't like it because it's the bad people that they're living with um so i understand but i don't i just feel like damn damn what can we do anyway so in georgia once again there has been an incident um ahmaud arbery is a black a black man who was jogging and um during the pandemic and this happened no i'm sorry it was not during the pandemic before the pandemic it happened in february i believe right um just jogging. Now I'm going to tell you what happened before we found out more information yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, just jogging. He was followed and basically tortured. Hunted like, yeah, hunted down yeah. And, and trapped within the area he was running. He was trying to get away. There was multiple people in this truck. So they would trap him from moving away from them in their pickup truck um, and ended up I personally didn't watch the video because I'm I can't take it anymore. But I read the description, so basically shot him dead um, because he was trying to get away. Yeah, I've yet to see a video. I don't want to see it. We didn't even post it. I think that there just becomes a point where it's like we're the it's like you're preaching to the choir. We're the choir. I don't need to keep seeing that. And I think people like TMZ posting that video really pissed me off because y'all don't ever talk about stuff like this. Very rarely do y'all talk about stuff like this before it goes to trial. But y'all just couldn't wait to post this video because it's murder porn. It's 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 lynch porn. It's it's racist bait. It's race based murder. And you all know that. And you know that most of your damn readers in y'all nasty ass comment section are racist as hell. And y'all were trying to appease them. Y'all posted this video under the guise of, oh, this is, this man was hunted and murdered down. But y'all ain't never posted stuff like that before until a trial happens. No. So you were giving your readers murder porn so you can make up for some numbers that you probably lost during this pandemic. We didn't have to see something that, that we've, we've dealt with time and time, month and month, year and year, that just puts that, um, I think, um, that Mayor Bottoms, um, said it best it's that feeling in your stomach that you get when you see that and yeah. you didn't want to be reminded of that feeling again so i'm tired of it um yeah. <clears throat> the people that need to see it don't do nothing about it no way nope nope so and that brings me to the issue at hand um nothing was done to these men that murdered ahmad fast forward to what are we in may um, the video came out showing everything they did at the end of April. So that was a good full two months. Um, and the video came out now we know because one of the friends, I guess, I guess it was the son that was filming in the, in the truck. It was a mm -hmm. son and a father of the truck and who, who murdered him. Um, the son was filming. I guess the son sent it to a friend. I don't know. I don't know if he posted on Reddit or something. I don't know. He sent it to a friend. The friend leaked it, thinking now that we've heard his interview, he leaked it thinking that it cleared these two men. I don't know why he would ever think that because it was very clearly like in 
incriminating them, but he leaked it because he said, I thought that it would clear them. So now the two men have been arrested as of um, a few days ago, last week. Mm -hmm. It's taken over two months for that to happen. Why did it take over two months when this was obviously a murder? Because the DA, um, a white woman named, what's her name? Janice Jackson or something? Janice. Something like that. Um, The cops were trying to arrest them. They went to her, asked for the warrant for his for his arrest. Because if you if you if you don't know about this, watch Law and Order SVU. Cops do their investigation. They go to the DA and say, "Hey, this is the situation. We need a warrant to arrest, mm-hmm. and it can only be given by a judge or the DA." Right. Um, so they went to the DA, and the DA said, "Nope." Now they don't gave her every piece of evidence before the video. There was tons of evidence before the video, though. She really should have issued it then. She decided not to. The video comes out, and we all see it, meaning the public. So it was kind of like she was, and social media was an uproar. So it it went viral. So she was kind of, her hand was kind of forced in this. Mm -hmm. So like people, like the memes are all saying, they're not arresting these men because they saw a video. It's because we saw a video. So anyway, they were arrested um, a couple of days ago, the son and father. They look exactly like you would think. They look like Hickville, USA. What I call, um, I call it TPT. Yes. And come to find out, the father was a um, former cop or detective or investigator for the DA or something like that, a former cop. Um, he also was, we believe, he was part of some white militia because there's pictures of him at a rally wearing like swastikas and like, you know, I'm sure that's the case. I'm yeah. sure that's the case. I, I, there have been more times than none that we've said to one another, especially back down South Louisiana, like, yeah, he looked like he didn't hung a few people. Oh like, yeah. And there's certain places like you're from Jefferson Parish. That's a place where I didn't like going. Um, because there's places in Louisiana that if somebody was said this case happened in Jefferson Parish, I'd have been like, right in Harahan, right there. I used to live during law school, Harahan. I didn't like that because it's very clear and they make you, they make you understand you're not from around here. And those men, um, that killed Ahmad flat out said that in their statement. Well, you're not around, you're not from around here. You're on our property. Who is our? Your name ain't on this sidewalk, sir. Even if he's not from that area, he has a right to go running on public land if he wants to, whether he lives in that neighborhood or not. Um, So today, though, it came out that because the men kept swearing up and down that there were all these burglaries happening in their area and that they were looking out for things and they've seen him around and he's been stealing and they were just trying to get to the bottom of it and do a citizen's arrest. And this is arrest bullshit. I don't know how this led to you were, I don't know why they thought they were allowed to murder unless there's some rule in Georgia's handbook that random citizens are allowed to murder people that even if y'all saw this man stealing from something, even if y'all saw this man killing somebody else, you do not have the right to go and kill that man. No. No. Even if you saw him stealing from somewhere, unless it's your home that he's trespassing on, you do not have a right to go and kill that man or do anything. 
None of your business. And it wasn't their property. So today, come to find out, there were no burglars reported in the area. They're lying. On top of that, now a new video, a surveillance video has come out of the Ahmad, Ahmad running and pausing at this home that's under construction. So it's a brand new home. And he, like most people do when they walk past in a neighborhood, a new constructive home, you know, stopping, like, look around, like, oh, what's this? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then you keep it moving. It ain't they, it's not their property. So you don't have a right to come shooting nobody. And also, why would you even know that he was doing that? Why are you following him? So all of this stuff just gives me the feel of the Zimmerman case all over again. Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin, because it's exactly what happened. Zimmerman thought he was being Mr. Neighborhood Watch and saw Trayvon walking from a damn store with a hoodie on and some Skittles, minding his business. What's the last time a black man had to be neighborhood watch? It felt like he needed to be neighborhood watch. Child Zimmerman said he looks suspicious. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see what's up. And the 911 operator who he had called to report this suspicious black man who was just a, like a, a teen um, told him, "No, no, no! Don't I'm do that. Him. Don't pursue. You cannot pursue that. Don't do that. Did it anyway, and was about to get his ass whooped." And that's why he pulled out a gun and shot him. So after he went out of his way to approach somebody, they said that he was standing his ground when he started losing the fight, but Trayvon wasn't standing his ground. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Fine. People thought, and he and Zerman got away with it. He was acquitted. And that's a lot of it. Yeah. And that's going to scare me about what's going on here with Ahmad. Um, Yeah. A lot of it was Zimmerman. The DA was ruthless and but not ruthless enough. Like it just, I'll take that back. The DA wasn't ruthless. And that, that happened in Florida and she sucks as a DA to be perfectly honest. I forgot her name. She's ruthless with other things, but not with this case. And I don't think that the DA and the district attorney team did a good enough job with the Zimmerman case. They were quite lackadaisical with things and was messing up things. And uh, that's probably why he got away with it. What scares me is that that's going to happen again. Yeah, that's what's scaring me about this one as well. That it's going to happen that somehow some stuff's going to come out or however they're going to portray the situation with um, my men at fault. So it's, well, they're already saying that he had a drug situation. Something that had nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this. Yeah. It's, it's um, so now this man is dead. Um, his And this happened, you know, all this is coming out around Mother's Day. His mother spoke on the news this whole week and it's just sad it's really sad the um, the personal the family's personal lawyers are going to be lee merritt um as well as his whole um who is it lee merritt and chris something two black law firms and all black attorneys um are handling this case and been doing a really good job so far so the university graduate if i'm not mistaken who lee one of them is i think lee Hey, come on, Louisiana. Um, I believe the other one's an alpha, by the way. Um, so they are taking this on, thank God, because private attorney is going to be needed because we definitely don't trust the DA if she couldn't even bring allow a freaking arrest to happen. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this. But they've been arrested. We posted the arrest videos on at the YBF yeah, underscore daily. 
their friends are trying to say that they they were just trying to defend their their land. It wasn't their land, so whatever. It's it, it's it's scary as a black male. Even myself, I I get nervous and get scared at moments of just moving from point A to point B and not knowing that and realizing that no matter what I do, there are moments that what I do, how I do it, what I say, or how I even move could really affect um, my moment of continuing yeah. to move at that, at that yeah. moment. So it's, it's scary. scary. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's even scary to know that even if that happened, you don't even know if you would get justice. No, at all. Um, so um, yesterday, I'm sorry, Friday. Friday would have been his 26th birthday. Um, Ahmad Arbery's birthday and it was a trending topic that people would run for Ahmad like he was running for his 26th birthday um, I don't know it's just sad a lot of celebs have hopped on to this um, we'll see what happens I hope that it gets better yeah there was another case of a guy um, it's on the YBF.com you can get the full story I'm, I'm tired of talking about like people being shot to death but basically another black man who was shot by police and the police are their body well his i think their body cameras are on but maybe they turned them off i'm not sure but he the victim that was killed he did he did turn and run from them and they were in a pursuit situation they ended up killing him which is odd to me because you didn't need to um but he was instagram living or live streaming the whole thing he was already live streaming and he kept the live stream going so people saw him like and then afterwards the cops were laughing about it saying oh this is gonna be a close this is gonna be a close casket one homie scary man that's scary this is this is it's too much his name is sean reed by the way um he was recording a facebook live not an instagram live apologies I remember, seeing, yeah. I remember seeing a kid a few months back that was sitting on Facebook and on Facebook Live and he got killed on Facebook Live. Um, man, it's, it's hard. It's a, this is a scary time and a hard and a um, difficult time to live in for a black person, even for a black male. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Um, let's lighten this up with... Um, a couple of things. Um, do you watch Black Ink? You know, I I try to watch Caesar, and 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 you know, I had a chance to um, meet a few of them at the MTV Awards. Um, yeah, last year or this year. I try to watch a little some some. It's all right. I mean, you know, Caesar. They got his little little shit here and um in Brooklyn, but but I noticed that, I know that you are in love with- No, they're in Harlem. No, 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 no but they have a new shop here in Brooklyn also. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, they have a new, see I, see, I know that, I watched a little, they have a new shop in Brooklyn, it's right here on, um, is it North Shore, I believe? I think it's on North Shore or Atlantic, but I know you're in love with Ryan from um, good old Chicago. I ain't in love with Ryan, Ryan's a fuck boy all day. I ain't in love with him, but he is- You are, everybody love a light-skinned fuck boy. No, no. If you know he likes him to be a fuck boy, you treat him as a fuck boy, you handle him as a fuck boy. I don't even, that, I'm too old for that. I don't even have time for that. Like, okay. Ryan is the type you just stay away from. He is very fine and very much a fuck boy. Stay away. 
Should, it's not even good for in bed. Like, just leave it. Sis, leave it. Leave it. Listen. However, he is fine. Um, so he is the new season of um, Black Ink Chicago, I believe, just wrapped, and they're doing Black Ink New York or or vice versa. I feel like they always have Black Ink on. It's too much. Um, it's like Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, it's nonstop. And it's like Safari and, 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 and um, Erica goes from, from, from franchise to franchise. Yes. Yeah. Atlanta again. Um, but Ryan is from Chicago, and he had that girl, well, his baby mama, Rachel, who also is the baby mama of Jeremiah the singer, birthday sex Jeremiah. Their whole drama has been just like ridiculous and all of Black Ink Chicago. So but Ryan now, has beef with Jeremiah? Huh? Ryan has beef with Jeremiah? Not anymore, but he did because Jeremiah allegedly wasn't taking care of his child with Rachel. And Ryan claims he had to step up and take care of his child and his own child with Rachel, allegedly. So keep that in mind that they had former beef. And they talk about it on the show a little bit, but Jeremiah used to go off on him on Instagram, like, how dare you be talking about me? Like, I'm a deadbeat dad or something like that. I'm not that. Him and Rachel, Ryan and Rachel have been off and on this whole time as well. Um, because Ryan cheated on her with everybody in that doggone shop and she keeps running back and he keeps going back and it's just drama. Fast forward to this season where I thought that, I thought Rachel and Ryan had broken up, but apparently not. He done gave her the top level of his shop and she using it for her nail, her nail kits and her nail polish place and everything. I didn't think they were back together. He was over here sleeping in his shop and can't sleep, can't eat because of she gone. But it seems as though they were back together. Um, they went on vacation together as a family, them two and, the, and their kid. Maybe they were back together, maybe not. No one knew. All of a sudden, all we see is Ryan thirsting for Drea, Drea Michelle from Basketball Lives, in her comments on Instagram. Now, Drea is fine as hell. I get it. She's a fine woman. I don't know about her mothering skills, according to the Basketball Wives. I ain't say it. The Basketball Wives be saying that. They did. The first episode, the first season she was on there, they went in on them. Right. They said it. Don't, don't come for me. <laughs> but he been thirsting after her in all her bikini pictures and, and thirst trap pictures. And that's fine. If you're single, fine. I didn't, no one knew he was single, but okay. So he's commenting on every picture. She, you remember when you told me that that's how people, that's how you flirt, you comment. And I never knew that. That's how you shoot your shot. I was like, what? So he's been doing that. She's been commenting back, you know, la da da. Then we find out the reason why he starts doing this. Right before he started doing that, Jeremiah posted a picture of Rachel and their kid. And it looked real intimate. She was laying in bed with the kid and his camera was like above her. So clearly he was in bed with her. Now, if Ryan and Rachel are back together, how did that happen? Well, Ryan really got in his feelings behind Jeremiah. This, this is why Ryan's a fuckboy. He very much gets in his feelings about everything. But, but Ryan has an issue right now with Caesar with... Caesar's ex-girlfriend Kitty. 
who Ryan, you don't even want Kitty's been throwing it out Ryan for a whole season and he ain't taking it. This is what I mean by Ryan being a fuckboy. He wants to string women along, but doesn't want to actually step up and be with them. Whatever. So come to find out, that's probably the picture that set it off is that Jeremiah seemed to be in bed with Rachel. And Are Rachel really? might be back with Jeremiah now. I don't know. Are we really still thinking Jeremiah is with? Why was she with him in the first place? Of course she would be with him again. Said they would meet Mills and this girl. That's his sister. That's his sister. You watch me insecure. I just caught up on Insecure. Like, I was that person that when I heard that Insecure was going to be released back in 2020 after so so many months, I was like, I'm going to forget about it. And I actually did forget about Insecure, but I recently just caught up on it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think my homeboy said it best that they, um, Molly and um, Issa both have kind of grown up. They've grown in their separate ways as adults. And but are you team Issa or team Molly? Team Issa or team who? Molly. I would probably have to say team Issa. Team Issa. Um, I think when I think about how Molly's treating that relationship and and what you say you want and how you act on it, I think the one thing that I've learned recently is what your um, attention is to something and what your intention is to something as well. So, preach. so yeah, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm definitely team, um, team Issa. What about you? Um, I'm team Issa because I understand why Molly's annoyed with her because she's looking at it from a place of where Issa used to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I don't know why she doesn't realize Issa's grown up a lot. I'm not sure why she doesn't see it. Like we can all see it, but she keeps being like, this is what you always do. This is what you always do. Why are you still talking to Lawrence? I don't even think Issa give a damn about Lawrence right now. And I'm not sure why she can't see that. You know what I'm saying? She was smashing a whole security guard, which by the way, them scenes. The worst. Really, Issa, I love the inclusive, the size inclusivity, and I think it's like absolutely beautiful and hilarious that you decide to make that be a man situation. But yo, them sex scenes with homeboy. I hope they paid him well. He said, "Put your finger in my booty again." And the fact that <laughs> with the camera, bro, she had to like you. They showed the camera like her like trying to reach around. Just like climb her way to his booty. I said, oh no. Oh no, ma'am. No, ma'am. That this that that okay, so okay, tie that in with I'm also watching 20s. I'm not sure. I haven't started it. Okay. So, so so the sexual conversation about that came into play because there's a not to spoil it, but there's an episode, the latest episode talk about like the sexual side of things, huh? Booty play? No. So um, the main character, one of the main characters, her, her and her husband are getting into watching porn. And he's like, oh, let's watch porn. And the porn that he decides to watch that night is threesome porn. And the porn is with two men and a woman. And he's enjoying it. And Listen, you like what you like, boo. Do you? <laughs> Do you? I was just taken aback that he said, put it in my booty hole again. And she over here like, oh, okay. 
And she did it. She did it. We're gonna figure. I died. And then she like was trying to wipe her finger off. And then the condom got stuck inside of her. So she had to go try to find it in the bathroom. That was the nastiest thing ever when that condom fell on that toilet seat and would just with a mirror. I don't know. It this is getting to be t- like I really don't care that I'm talking about this, and maybe I should care. But is that whatever. something that's common usually? Is that, is so that- I don't know if women out there, if you have dealt with that. I assume that any woman that's had sex with a condom has at least had that happen one time, at least. Um, yeah, I've had that happen several times actually. Um, it's quite annoying. It's helped. I can't stand you. Um, it's helpful if, you know what, I'm not going to go there. I was going to say how to get it out, but. Oh, no, go ahead. Listen, we are, we are quarantined and we are drinking. It's helpful if a guy is like on it and if he notices that it came off and notices it immediately so he doesn't just keep going and goes, it goes further in you um, because that could become a medical issue. <laughs> Um, but it's really good if he's on it and if he doesn't miss a beat, realizes it, goes to get it out for you and y'all just switch it up. So you said go and get it out for you as if it's like a... Like a gynecological appointment almost. Or a person going to look for gold, like walking into a cave and saying... I mean, what we have is gold, honey, so yes. But, I mean, yeah, it's easier than stopping everything and doing what Issa did and going to hold up a mirror and hope it falls out. Like, it's easier if a man is not scared of that and just be like, oh, hold on, this slipped off. Hold on a minute. Goes in there, gets it, puts on a new condom, and y'all keep going. Like, that's the best case scenario. But sometimes situations happen where you don't realize it's come off until at the end, and that's a problem. Plan B is in your future if that happens, honey. So when she said, when she said, I'm tired of taking plan B's, like it's like, like I'm popping candy, I was like, Is that she? She popping Tic Tacs. I was like, I understand, and I think every woman gets you. And at, no. that point, at that point, you don't even want to. I get why she cut things off with him because it's just like it's not him per se. You just over the whole situation, like you know, what can happen. She's like, I ain't about yeah. to. I ain't ready for that. Like it's not worth it anymore. Like if I don't even see a future with us, I'm not gonna keep putting my body through this, dog. I'm good. That's kind of how she feels. And I don't think she's really thinking about Lawrence. Now, will she in the future? Maybe. But at this very moment, she's focused on her black party. She focused on finding a new jump off. And that's fine. That's what she's okay, relationship. I feel, I feel like the relationship has had so much time that, that it's forgotten about right now. Yeah. I think Lawrence, for some reason, cares. And I'm not sure why. Because um, he has a whole new girlfriend. Because he realizes that she possibly could have been the one that got away. I think, I, thing, I think the one thing that we have to learn and understand as adults is there's a moment that, and this is why I'm at in my understanding, is that mm-hmm. things happen for a reason. Like in all of my breakups that I've had in the past, I can remember the moment of breakup. And I can remember the moment of do this or do that. 
and I've always done this. Because there's a moment that we all get as adults, especially, especially black educated and kind of successful in our own right, that we're like, F this, I ain't gotta deal with this BS. Right. Let me get away and we give up at that moment where it's not really giving up, but it's at that moment, it, it's that level that has been reached that we're like, we don't want this, we don't want this anymore. Yeah. So it's that moment of what you do at that point. And I think Lawrence has realized that after the fact that he could have stayed in longer, he could have worked out longer, he could have well, actually gotten better. Like, Yeah. I just want to, I, I want to see them. See them. I don't think it would have worked either because she cheated and he wasn't ready for it. He wasn't ready for trying to get over that. But I say, I, th- I think you have to learn with, with being able to. I know that's one of your one thing that you said you would never. Right. I would never. We're never, never get over. I think when we become we become different people when we understand and realize that we can get it over any moment or any part of a hurt that it's someone a, has. But it's not about getting over. I don't. I can get over it if I want to. I still don't want to be with you. I don't have any desire to be with someone who has complete disregard and disdain for my health. I do not want to be with you. What do I gain from that? What if they had a few condoms on? It wasn't. It doesn't matter. Condoms aren't a hundred percent. They don't provide, they don't prevent every disease. What if it wasn't intercourse? What if it was just oral? What if it was just what? Oral. That's where diseases mostly happen because you're not using a condom during oral usually. What if they just use toys? Use toys? Uh-huh. You still had sex with somebody else and you're still kissing them. You're still touching them. You could still get a disease. You could still pass something. Why are you even putting, why is sex with them in any way, shape or form more important than my health? I will never, I will never see, I will never be comfortable putting my life in your hands as my husband as well as our child's life in your hands. If you have done this already, I will never feel comfortable with that. So why even go through with a relationship? That's just me. Like some women think, oh, it's fine. Yeah, I'm looking at the health side of it. He don't get two I, I don't, I don't think it's fine. I think, uh, I think people also know that um, I'm, I'm forever evolving. I know and I realize that I'm 35 right now. The 25-year-old James is totally different than 35-year-old James. And there are times that, um, there are a lot of times that we look at books for learning and understanding and knowledge. Um, but there are times that, a lot of times that situations help us bring that understanding and knowledge. And I would just hope that um, the person, my forever love, the person I'm gonna be with for the rest of my life, who I want to be for the rest of my life, that if at any moment I were to create a mistake or do something based off of my past perception of a knowledge that I didn't have. Um, I just would hope that my love and my genuine interaction and my understanding and knowing that I have a better knowledge would kind of... What knowledge did you have when you cheated? What knowledge didn't you have? So for me, where I'm at right now, I would say that um, book that I'm reading right now, problems come about when we create... Problems come about when we put energy to them. We put energy to problems. That's the only way they come about. Most times in my relationships that I've had in the past, I can say that I've reacted based off of what I've known from in the past. I know that when somebody does X, Y, and Z, they're up to no good. So therefore, my response is going to be to an up to no good response that they're doing. 
And and the problems come in because I automatically assume that this person is doing something wrong. When you have a moment of, a lot of times we respond based off of what we think our significant others are doing. So if you do something and I feel like, oh, what Natasha is doing is up to no good, then my response is going to be what I think that you're doing to up no good. The problem comes in that is, why did I think that you were up to no good and what you did to it? And also, why did you do what you did that made me think that it was up to no good? Not that you're wrong and not that, and, and, and I'm at fault for my wrong, but at some moment we have to understand that we have different knowledge and understanding. And once we have a moment of better knowledge and better understanding, we can react differently. So forgive me for the moment that I had for when I responded a certain way that I should not have responded. You're saying your cheating would be at, you're talking about if cheating was a response versus just an act that they did. Correct, correct. Yeah, her, her cheating was not a response. Her cheating was a flat out act. No, I think her cheating, I think everyone's cheating is a response based off off her perception or or feeling of something. That has nothing to do with the other person. No, it does. No, it doesn't. You can't be putting that on because that's like saying the perfect wife who still gets cheated on often, it's her fault in some way. I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say it's her fault, but what I am going to say is that if you are in a relationship, you know that if you do something, it's going to cause some type of reaction. A lot of times women aren't doing, I'm speaking from the woman's side only because I'm not a man. I can't speak on the other side of this. A lot of times nobody did nothing to you. And that man decided he wanted to cheat. No, I I think what it is, is I think what, what women have to realize is they're so much stronger than what they really think they are that they can do the most, they can do the most minute thing, the smallest thing, and it's going to cause a man what to- What if she did nothing though? But even if she, even if she did the absolute worst thing on earth, you, you control your own actions as a person. So it has, it has nothing to do, like I said, the other person has nothing to do with what your action is. Now what, what you feel like doing or what your urge is to do or how you feel, yeah, I can see how, you know, how somebody's actions affect your feeling, but what you choose to act on, that's on you. Like that has nothing to do with that person. And a lot of times these women, I mean, I'm one, I know. So I know there's others and women that I've spoken to, whether they're married or not, are literally doing everything by the book. And that man will still find a way. They could go out of their way, spending money, time, energy, everything give up everything and make them a priority because they said they wanted to be and still get cheated on i don't think i i don't disagree and i and i don't doubt that but i do believe that um there are a lot of times that we say that and and like i could paint a picture of my of my current relationship how beautiful and how great it was and and when we have a moment of how it shouldn't have happened but where I'm at with my better understanding that I've sat down and I've realized that there were things that I did based off of my partner's relationship or my relationship with my partner that was done and I responded in a different way. So there, there are times like even right now, I feel like I've done everything great that everything that I should have done 
in a relationship. And if you get emotional, they're supposed to tell you, yo, I don't like X, Y, Z because it makes me feel this way. If they, how are you, you, no one they, has a They should, but oftentimes there are times that you have to meet people where they are. And I, and, and I can't fault. Exactly. And, exactly. and I can't fault you for not being at a place to have a conversation with me the way oh, yeah. that I don't want to have a conversation. Yes, I do. I 100%. If, if you can't communicate with me before you cheat on me, I absolutely blame you for that. Like, that's on you for not being mature. We're in our late 30s now. Ain't no way in hell you do not have the tools unless because or unless you just don't want to. But you haven't had far enough time, energy, and resources and past relationships to stop and think and evaluate yourself. Before a lot of times we have the tools, but a lot of times we just don't know how to use them. And all the time, and that's the thing, we have to understand you that. You know people. that about yourself before you voluntarily get into a new relationship. Don't so put that in that We don't go. realize that we're voluntarily getting into a relationship. We think that we're just happy and we're just going to flow. But a lot of times that we think that that love and life is just going to miraculously happen and we just are, we're just going to be along with the flow and not knowing that we're putting ourselves into a situation that we're also not prepared for. And I think and I feel like what, at this age, you kind of, we can't do that no more. Like you, you need shouldn't to do that happening. It's not that you couldn't, you shouldn't do that anymore, but there are people that are actually doing it. And that's safe. Um, like, I mean, this is, this is, people wonder why I don't date. It's, it's really intentional. Cause I feel like a lot of people just don't do the work on themselves anymore. And then it becomes somebody else's fault. You know, once you get into this relationship, well, I didn't know we were getting into a relationship. Well, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. How didn't you know? If I know I'm very communicative. So ain't no way in hell you about to do something that you don't know what's about to happen. Ain't no right. way. And but I still had a man be like, well, I didn't, I don't know if this is what I'm ready for. Even though on our very first date, I told you that's what I wanted. And that's why I was getting into this. Mm-hmm. And you voluntarily chased me. So I think that shit is bullshit. I think people are lying. And as soon as they don't get what they want, then it becomes, well, I didn't know that that's what this was going to be. So therefore I acted out, nigga, please. You know exactly what this was about to be. And you didn't like it. Whenever you saw that you couldn't measure up to it, it was on you. It's not my fault. So, and also if you're not able to relate to someone that you don't like what they're doing or that something is setting, something's triggering you or Something about the relationship, or even if you can't put it into words, it's just like, I don't feel right these days about this. Yeah. That's all you got to say. Give people the option to leave, you know, be like, okay, cool. Maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't working out then. Cheating is always 100% avoidable. Always 100% avoidable. Unless you literally tripped and fell on a dick, it is avoidable. So I will never, I will never um, excuse that in any way, um, ever. There's no reason to. And men definitely ain't excusing a woman from doing it, as we saw with with Lawrence. It's hard. It's 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 definitely harder for men um, to deal with. But I think for me, I think I I definitely would. Um, I'm, I'm definitely my understanding. I'm I'm okay with not okay with it, but but I think I can deal with it better. And, and and accept the understanding and and knowledge of it better and responded respond to differently in my thirties. Been thirty five right now. No one would respond if I was in my own mid twenties. And what's interesting is I will respond differently too. And my response now is zero. Um, my line is at zero. I used to say, 
well that you should be able to work through anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can only do that if both people are willing to. And I do think that there's certain things that are not work throughable. I think that certain things are not, um, not because you don't have the ability, but because there's something in that person. Nine times out of 10, a cheater cheats twice. Nine times out of 10. And I don't think it has anything. I mean, I went to therapy and that's, yeah, it happens. It, it's about when it comes to certain traits of a person, certain character traits, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times that's nothing to do with a relationship, it has to do with them. Um, and so if you, it doesn't matter what type of relationship you're in, you probably would have done that because it's something in you. There's mm-hmm. just certain character traits that are very solo and very individual. If you have the ability to cheat on a partner, you're a cheater. It is what it is. You have to find someone that's okay with, like you, like that you can, you're willing to work through it. It will probably never be worked through, to be perfectly honest, but you're willing to try to get to a point where both of you all are stable enough to be in a loving relationship. Well, I'm too cute to be cheated on. Let's say that that's one. I'm just never. But I'm willing to, if it got to that, if it got to that, and, and I understand that. And for me, I, th- I think where I'm at right now is that um, I've been saying for a few years now that there's no such thing as a perfect relationship. Like, I feel like right. that any relationship... But your imperfection like, should not be cheating. Huh? Your imperfection should not be cheating. Well, well, well it should not be, but I'm not... All, but I'm also going to say that I'm not going to allow cheating to be my highest level or, or, or be my top notch of imperfection like it, it's almost like saying that 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 one sin that that no one sin is 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 no bigger than the other whatever the case would be it's almost like the same thing with the imperfection like oh well, no i, I don't want to everybody needs to have their deal breakers everybody you can't just there is no so you're telling me if somebody abused you nonstop, you will work through it Oh no! I no no. I'm so not a deal breaker. Oh no! I'm not saying no no. I'm not saying that if someone abused me nonstop. No, you should have your deal breakers. But I think when you go to go into a relationship, knowing or saying that this is my level, like if 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 he doesn't call me three nights in a row, if he doesn't, no, I'm not talking about superficial stuff like that. Simple stuff like that, but no, like like abuse stuff. No, that's completely. But see, I look, at, I look at cheating as abuse as well. Oh, see, I don't look at it as... It's, a, it's not? I mean, it's no. 100% a form of abuse, but okay. I don't look, I don't look at it as abuse. I, I, I look at there are a lot of times that as human beings, as people, as, as just ourselves, we make mistakes and we do things based off of our perception and our moment and moment. Cheating is not a mistake. Cheating is intentional. That's cheating, the difference. Cheating is what you want it, what you wanted to make it to. I think it's getting past a cheating and understanding why it got to that moment and, and realizing but that's an individual thing that has nothing to do with that other person. That's an individual trait. See, but with relationships, there's no relationships that are individual. If you realize that right, but you in your relationship and you're not in a relationship by yourself, that somehow something went on. Right, but no, you're in. But there are certain things as an individual. That's why I said we did couples therapy for six weeks. 
we worked on individual first before we even talked about our relationship. And that was intentional because he says that you basically a, a couple of relationship is one person over here um, mm -hmm. writing lyrics and forming almost like a movie situation. So doing a script, doing lyrics to um, the soundtrack, writing the script, acting out the script to create a movie. This person over here has done the same thing from mm -hmm. birth until where they are now. The only way you can become a relationship and come together is if you now merge the scripts that you've both formed individually. Correct. So it's very, it's like coupledom is also an individual situation because there's not, just because, and yes, some things bring out certain things, some people bring out things in that person that other people don't, that's true. But also there are certain traits in people that are completely independent of a second person that's in that relationship because they've already built it in their script before that other person ever came along. But that same script can also be changed. That script it is- It can't change. You can't change- Yeah, it can. No, 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 no that's, where, that's where better understanding comes from. It's, it's, it's almost like- You can't like, change the past. Huh? You can't change the past. Now you can change your future, but yes. you can't change your past. That's what I'm saying. Like, like changing the future side, like, like, like for me, if, and for, for 26 years, this was the script that I saw. And for 26 years, this was the script that you saw. And when we came together. It's not about what you see, though. You're kind of missing what I'm saying. I'm saying it's what you've already built. It's what you've already, it's who you are and who you who And it can be changed. At that, it can no, be no. changed. Yes, it no, could we're be. Not talking about, we're not talking about what you want to be or who you want to become. We're talking about literally, you, we had to do a, a life map. And this life map was literally pen to paper and it took us about six hours. And it's pen to paper with the house you're born in. Mm -hmm. And then it's who was in that house the day you were born? Who were you living with the day you were born? Who brought you home from the hospital? What's the address? What does the house look like? And who were the siblings, the mother, the father, everybody that was in the house from the day of birth? And then year one, who lived in your house? Where was your house? Who, who were you? What was your name? What was everything? We did that for all, I think I was uh, 34 when we, no, 35 when we started doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and no, I'm lying. I was 30 when we started doing this. And you literally take year by year by year, and you're talking about what school you went to, who were you living with, who your parents were, <clears throat> uh, what your address, your, your state, your city, Things that are very foundational to you, we mm -hmm. mapped it out on a map. Those things will never change. And what he said is, what whatever happened in those homes also will never change, but it makes up who you are. And that's not all, that's not a bad thing. Even if that was a bad thing that happened, it's not a bad thing who made you who you are today. So you're never going, you shouldn't want to change that. But it does affect while it can be manipulated a little bit, it does affect who you are right now and who you also have the potential of becoming. People after a certain age, and he told us what that age is, and I can't remember what it was, you are not going to do a 180 from that. Who you are, who you are and who, from the day you're born and what you're put into and everything that goes into that, all the way up into this certain age region in your life, it's, I don't want to say you're set and you can never do anything else. What I'm saying is the foundational and core mechanisms of who you are 
are set. And from that, think of it like a center axle. You can only turn so much. You cannot do a full 180. If you do, you are lying to yourself. And it is very important you get in tune with who you are. I think we should disagree. I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to be a 180, but I don't think it's going to be initially a 180, but I do definitely think that there are times that in our lives at any point, whatever it is, that no matter what your life was and how many years that you were in it and, and how you were raised in the what house and how many people were in that house, there's a point that you can stand still and, 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 and do a, do a movement to say, this is how I'm thinking, um, totally different. Okay, but it's probably going to come back to who, whoever you really are at your core. It always comes back to who you are at your core. Let's see, we're going to do this test then. Cause that's what I'm at. I'm, I'm at right now. Like I, I'm in a whole different way of thinking and seeing things and, and realizing, understanding that the last. It doesn't months, affect your core being. Of course it can affect other things, but your core being and who you are is who you are. No, no, no. What I, what I, what I, what I was going to say was, no, I realized that now that, that there are a lot of things that have come up in my life that I spoke into existence of what I've been yeah. doing and I've been doing it. And that's my core being. I, I realized that there are a lot of things that I have done that were based off of my family. They speak from a lot of negativity and, and they're always scared or they're always worried and all this whatever. So for that, having a moment of stepping back and realizing that a lot of things that I do right now is definitely from how my family has done so. Yeah. So that's affecting my core being of who I am, that I'm not approaching things in a nervous way or I'm not approaching things in a very exciting way. So where I'm at right now, it's definitely changing the whole dynamic of how I have handled things like problems and speaking stuff into existence and, and saying things that I'm not capable of, of making happen. So yeah. so yeah, I think for sure, it may not be a 360 turn, but there are definitely times that, that the universe and God would say that, oh, you're, oh, oh, you're going north? Okay, I want you to go east. Just turn this right way and you definitely take but it. Probably was probably what you were supposed to do anyway. You just Correct. were predicting it wrong. And what he, was, what he was showing us, because to me, it seems like my life is so sporadic. But the way after we did that life map, I was like, oh my God, it makes perfect sense. Even if I could, there's no way in hell I could have predicted what I'm doing right now. There's no way. Yeah. It went from the time I was born to now. Are you kidding me? I had one thing in mind and actually that does fit who I am. Everything else I had in mind that I wanted to do, but what I'm doing now, he showed me why it even fits me even better. And I never thought, I never thought about that. So just because you can't foresee it, or even if you do foresee it, doesn't mean you're always right. You know what I mean? Like, and so when you finally get to that place that the universe and God and whoever you believe in has put you in, mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter what you were trying to do, but it's no, it's really, it still is who you are at your core. It's really nothing different. It really isn't. And people think that they're like, oh, I'm going to change myself. I promise you, you can't, you can't, mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to think you're becoming somebody different, but it's still, once you look back, after you become this different person, you're going to look back on it and really analyze it and be like, dang, I'm actually still the same person. It's just a better understanding. It's just a better understanding yeah. and, and a way of handling things and doing things differently. So it's a beautiful yeah. thing. It's a beautiful um, And he showed me like, you know, and maybe if for when it comes to cheating, deal breaker things, the reason why that is for me is because of my core being and because of what I seek because of what my core being is. Not everybody is like that. 
I come from a place that I moved around a lot and I had a stable home up until a certain time. And then it was, it was still stable, but not stable, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I moved, when you move five times before you're 13, it's a lot, but I still always had my mom and dad, but we moved around, but then my sisters were in and out. I have half sisters. I have stepsisters. I have this, I'm a true blended family. And then after that, we moved four or five more times before I even got to before after I graduated college um, or before I graduated college. Um, so it's all this. It seems chaotic, but it's not. When you really look at it, what I'm seeking is stability. And the way you seek that is it comes out in different ways. So it's like what I'm doing now seems chaotic, but it's yeah. bless you. <laughs> bless you. We don't think you have Corona. Thank you. Um, what I'm doing now isn't really, but I was going to law school and that's very much like regimented. And he was like, there's a reason why you seek that because it's, it's regimented. It feels great. It feels stable. The person I was with, when I say total opposite, total opposite, very, very stable from the time he was born up until the time I met him. Um, same, same parent, same house, same everything. And look at the light. Look at the light. I know, I'm sure, I'm sure. He's, it's bad. That's how I'm picking this ginger beer, child. Um, very stable, very same, everything. So he's looking for fun and excitement. He doesn't want to be in one place. Tied down to it. Yeah, and so he feels something like, even though we kind of agree on the cheating thing, but something like that, it would be more likely for him to be like, I'm okay with trying to figure it out because he doesn't, it doesn't make him feel destabilized. So it's not necessarily like the, the thing that we're talking about. It's really like who we are at our core and how that thing affects our core. If that makes sense. Maybe not. No, no, it does make sense. I'm having a moment that I want to sneeze right now. I'm trying not to sneeze on camera because I want you going to judge me. All right, so that cheating discussion brought us to LeBron James. <laughs> the first time I told uh, James about this, he's like, LeBron who? Here. Not, not LeBron. I mean, LeBron is a person that um, we all absolutely love, and, and, and I want to see LeBron cheating. Yeah, I'm actually kind of, mm, I ain't that shocked. Men cheating does not shock me anymore. Um, Clearly. But this one was just like, I think I'm more shocked at how it was revealed, um, the alleged cheating. Um, this is not the first time he's been accused of it, but this is the first time it's had as much water as it does. Wow. So here's what happened. Oh my God, we love LeBron. So this is really like annoying and hurtful to hear, but so we love that family. Man gonna man, honey. So LeBron James is supposedly cheating on Savannah. Allegedly. Um, so last week, um, the former Miss Idaho, Ezra Haliti, who is now married to Denver Broncos tight end Nick Vanett, has something to say. So she claims that she knows for a fact that King James has been effing around on Savannah James. How does she know, we ask? Because it's her friend that he been effing around with. Now, 
if anyone knows anything about the wags and the lifestyle about all that, they don't speak out about stuff like that. Oh, you you keep that business inside yeah. the circle. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm actually really shocked she said this publicly, even if it's true. Um, but she was very clear that, I don't know if she has like an issue with LeBron himself. I don't know what made her come out with this. Or maybe she's mad at her friend. I don't know. But she made it seem like that's why LeBron is messing with my friend, so-and-so and so-and-so. Not only that, she posted receipts. So I think she's upset about a man cheating, period. And she just kind of... My first question is, is she a Becky? Let me go ahead and hold up. This is the girl he allegedly cheated with. Uh, hold on, let's tap the screen so the readers can see. Okay. Becky. Okay. And then Becky number two is the girl who the friend um, is the friend. The whistleblower. The whistleblower. <laughs> oh, I thought we posted a picture of the friend. I'm sure yeah, yes, going to yes. be. Close to okay. Becky. Yeah, I thought we did, but we didn't. Yes, the friend is also um, Becky. Wow. So the Instagram model, who is her friend, who she alleges is cheating with LeBron, her name is Sophia Jamora. And obviously she's an Instagram model posing like this. So apparently Sophia and Ezra were friends, but then they had a falling out. Um, but the Not way that Sophia, I mean, I'm sorry, Ezra posted that LeBron is cheating. She made it seem like she was mad at LeBron and not her friend. Just she hurt. She, mm-hmm. Right. So Ezra went on her IG stories and posted a picture, well, a video of LeBron James on the basketball court with this caption. Am I the only one not a fan of LeBron? And then she continues... I guess I've never been a fan of calves that cheat on their wives, especially with at Sophia, at Sophia Jamora. She butthurt. She's butthurt. I think that's what it is. It has to be. So she even tagged her. So it kind of was like, wait, are you trying to help your friend or hurt your friend? Which one? Where's her husband at? You said she's married to a... Yes, to a Denver Bronco. And usually the husband would be like, get your ass. Right, like just... That's her goddamn phone up. You don't get away from that. Like you are arguing with LeBron. Like yeah, let's not, not realize that. LeBron James. Like yeah. Um, and then we did a little digging, and we noticed since she went ahead and tagged a friend, we went ahead and went through the friend's IG. The friend Sophia is all up in the cat at the Lakers game. Sorry, and we all know LeBron now plays for the Lakers. She is front and center at the Staples Center. She has at least four or five pictures at the Staples Center. We all know players have certain sections for their mistresses. This is not anything new, if true. Um, yeah. Listen, I mean. She deleted all her pictures and then turned off her comments. I think there's, I think there's something to it. She posts a little something talking about um, people don't understand how people's how words and actions hurt other people's lives. Are you saying that it's a lie? Or are you saying that the lie getting or the 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 confirmation getting out has hurt people's lives? You know, you know, there's a saying that 
the the owl always i mean i'm sorry the wolf always howls at the moon the story really is when the moons howled back at the at the wolf i want to see what savannah has to say about this and i want to see what the husband has to say about it savannah ain't saying shit this is not the first time that lebron has been accused of nothing in 2016 a model named rachel bush told the world that LeBron DM'd her by sharing what he sent. And he did, he DM'd her. Unless she photoshopped everything, which it looks very much like what he was saying. Um, and then in 2017, he slid into Instagram model Heidi, Heidi Hoback's account. That, that blonde girl that basically is like super Republican. But is it, is it really a problem to slide in someone's DM? If you're a married man, yes. If you don't have any intentions? What are you sliding into the DM to say? The same way I'm looking, same reason why I'm looking at porn of. Just uh, what are you sliding into a DM, an actual living, breathing person who's not acting on camera? What are you sliding into her DMs to say? I just want to see what that mouth do on camera. Like it would be she's on not camera. on camera, she's not an actress, but she, she is a model it. who actually is a living, breathing person. But models model on camera. No, not all models are porn stars. I just want to see what that mouth do. You can see what that mouth, that mouth do while you're single, if you want. Uh, I don't think he did it. LeBron, no I don't think he did it, bro. I don't think he did it. There's no reason for him to be sliding into DMs of anybody. You're a married man. For what? Go watch Pornhub. Why are you sliding into DMs? To say what? To do what? Just talk. Just chat. Just have a little conversation. You have a life and you have kids and you have friends to do that. And we all know that we get tired of our kids. We get tired of our significant others. Let's well, have kids. a little. But I'm not okay. If Savannah slid into some man, if she slid into some fine ass actor's DM who always posts shirtless pictures, talking about, hey, what's up? You telling me LeBron will sit back like, yo, she just wanted to start a conversation. I want to have to deal with that because if Savannah slid in my DM, I already know where I am in my place in life. James, you ain't got shit on LeBron. Ain't nothing that you can do for Savannah that LeBron can do. So I already know that it ain't gonna happen. Rich housewives deal with the pool boys all the time. They don't have nothing to do with money. Sometimes they just want to get it in. What type of rich housewives? All of them. Look at this. Oh. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> All I'm saying is, it's not completely impossible that this story is true, true. but it's also a little, it also is a little shady because they're not friends anymore. So she might just be being a mean girl and making it up. Shady and hateful friends, that's what it is. Right, right, yeah. I don't know. LeBron hasn't addressed him, he probably won't, he never does. And either way it goes, Savannah ain't going nowhere, to be honest. Would you? Um, you know how I feel about cheating. However, um, it depends on where I'm at in life. If I'm at that stage in life where I don't believe in marriage and love anyway, yeah, I stay. What a, okay. Might as well get money out the deal. Shit, listen. But if I believe in marriage and love and I really want that type of relationship, I probably wouldn't. Well, ask me and I'm staying. She could, at this point, she could take half his money, I think. She could take a lot. What was it, three kids? 
three? Yep. So that's that, guys. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about on the next Hot Topics. Um, Hopefully all the housewives. All the housewives. Because hopefully Atlanta would start it. The reunion would have started by then. They've already shot that damn reunion and they haven't even started promoting it. I don't understand what's going on. Oh, I'm sorry. It filmed tonight. I mean, it it aired tonight. I watched some of it. I sent you an email. It did? I sent you an email of it. It came on 8 o'clock. Portia went off on Eva. Did I miss this? Yes, it came on 8 o'clock. I I was watching it. Next week, I can't deal with that. Baby, Portia went off on Cynthia. Well, no, she went off on 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 um on um on on what's the girl's name? Kenya, and showed receipts of her uh, talking about Cynthia right on air. And it said, "Send it to me. Send it to me and Cynthia." And they sent it to Zoom ass reunion. We're gonna talk about that because it's gonna be five thousand parts i'm sure so we'll talk about it next week we're also going to talk about probably mj's last dance then we're going to talk about michelle obama's becoming i need to watch it and cry my eyes out crying um and fine ass geechee gamba on a new show that y'all are going to be shocked that i actually watch but you need to get your ass into it stat okay and also within the next week, they're gonna actually be oh well, the graduation, like Obama and um I know they're yeah, gonna have done the graduation. Know, and and they're doing a lot of stuff with um Obama is doing some um very intimate things with HBCU graduates. So oh, that was okay. the university. So yeah. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. But we'll talk about all that next week. Y'all, this is like the longest podcast on earth. Um, so thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, uh, hope it didn't bore you. Oh my God. We need to come out with our own merch. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, James, for talking to me for 25 hours. I really Thanks appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I mean, I had my drink, I had my whiskey, and my little blood. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. We'll be back next week with Hot Topics. And please stay tuned to the YBF.com for every story you can think of that you need to catch up on. Also, stay tuned right here at the YBF Podcast. We have lots of interviews coming up. And also, Instagram, at the YBF underscore daily. Constant, up-to-the-minute, deets, post, breaking news, everything. Everything. Get in your life. Get it in. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.